Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. What were some of your favorite games to play as a child? Tag? Red Rover? Pillow fights? If any of these applied to you, then you have engaged in big body play. The term big body play was coined by Frances Carlson in 2011, and she defines big body play as a play style that gives children the opportunities they need for optimum development across all domains, from physical to cognitive and language to social and emotional. And as luck would have it, Frances will be our guest on next week's episode. And as I've mentioned before, I am so excited for you all to hear from her on the topic of big body play. And in preparation for next week's episode, I wanted to provide a very brief overview of big body play, what it looks like, why it's important. Just a little appetizer before the main course next week. And then following the episode with Francis, we'll have an episode answering any questions you might have about big body play and provide some further guidance on how to implement big body play into your program. So let's jump in to what big body play is. So know that children engage in big body play in many different ways. Um, Alone, right? Dancing, spinning, stomping, climbing, rolling around on the floor, hopping, skipping. With objects like slides. Yes, climbing up the slide is so very developmentally appropriate. It's such an awesome skill to learn. Um, Other objects like yoga balls to roll on or pedaling a tricycle onto a ramp or into a fence. Um, They also engage in big body play, which is, I think, what typically people think of when they hear big body play, um, typically with others or like in a rough and tumble fashion or like with organized games with rules. So like wrestling each other to the ground and rolling around or chase and tag with open hands, swinging each other around while holding hands, crawling on top of each other, rolling together down a hill, Uh, using their legs or feet to pretend fight, play fight. And it's really, really important to note that children typically engage in these examples of big body play with others they consider friends, as it is something that they enjoy doing and that they crave to do. But how do you know that they're enjoying it? Well, they invite others to join them. They smile and laugh. They join the activity voluntarily. They readily return for more. Their faces are free and easy and their muscle tone is relaxed. And as I mentioned above, you know, big body play is sometimes referred to as rough and tumble play. But as you can see from the examples we talked about, like it isn't really rough and it isn't just restricted to tumbling, but you know, that said, research has shown that parents and administrators, et cetera, are much more likely to embrace and support this type of really important play when it's referred to as big body play versus rough and tumble play. And you'll note, um, you know, in the interview with Francis and anything we do going forward that we'll really refer to it as big body play. Um, so now that you have a better understanding of what big body play is, let's talk about a little bit about why it's important. So um, that that most obvious benefit is that physical development. Um, but when we break it down by developmental ages, you'll start to see how big body play fosters development across all domains. So for infants, that big body play might look like grabbing their feet, 
rolling side to side, kicking, waving, scooting. And of course, they usually do this alone. But if you've ever seen two semi-mobile infants next to each other, you've seen the, you know, grab a hand and chew or the casual roll on top of each other. (laughs) And that behavior shows a beginning understanding of others, even if it involves, you know, slobber and steamrolling. As adults, we do play a big part in infants' big body play, you know, bouncing on, bouncing them on our knees or flying them through the air or, you know, gently dropping them, you know, from a close distance onto a very soft surface. But like I said above, you know, infants engage in that big body play by themselves often. And it's something, again, they crave and need for that development. And then for toddlers... You know, once they start walking, the movement explosion occurs. You guys know this. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You know, one day they're pulling up, then cruising, then running. And this leads to what I think is one of the most wonderful parts of working with toddlers is their desire to explore their own physical limits and abilities. Like, have you ever watched a toddler jump? It's the best thing ever. They are so proud when that one foot comes like a quarter inch off the ground. And they also love to stomp and kick balls and other things. You know, tiptoe, run, carry heavy things from place to place. But just remember, their brains are still developing and trying to keep up with the lightning speed at which their body is growing and changing. They take lots of falls and bumps and spills. And that's okay because they're learning. They're developing that body awareness. And then at that same time, that social emotional skill of self-esteem, right? Like when they fall over and they get back up and try again. It's that persistence we want them to learn. And, And if you remember back to the episode on free play, toddlers are at that parallel play stage, right? So playing next to their peers, but not really engaging in the same play theme. So yes, lots of copying you know, hand-holding, rolling around on each other, and lots of trying to do the same thing with the same object at the same time. And again, those are all appropriate examples of big body play that kids crave. Those toddlers, I think, maybe are just one of the best examples of why big body play is so important as they're learning where their bodies are in space. So for preschoolers, um, you know, somewhere between the ages of two and seven, children's coordination begins to improve. And again, you all have seen this from that that quarter inch one foot jump off the ground to being able to skip and jump with two feet off the ground and do jumping jacks and all of those things. Um, and, And these are the the, this time between that two and seven, these are per, this is the perfect time to refine some of those big body play skills, you know, that kicking, running, throwing, etc., that they've already begun to engage in. And research shows that by the preschool age, children spend 5% of their free play time engaged in that big body play. Again, their bodies crave it. So, and again, to refer back to that free play episode, uh, preschool ages, when you start to see kids coordinating their play, right? Working, uh, working together to make up rules and games, you know, thinking, think like tag, 
who's gonna who's gonna be it what are the rules for tagging etc so like I said that was a very brief quick overview of what big body play is and a little bit of why it's important I really just wanted to whet your appetite for next week um wow that was like the third food reference I've made maybe I need to go have a banana or something (laughs) but I like I said um next week will be Francis and I cannot wait I know I keep talking about it but I cannot wait for you guys to hear everything she has to say and then we'll do a follow-up episode again where we answer some of your questions and provide a little more guidance on how to actually implement big body play into your program so Don't forget, hit subscribe, rate, review. That's how everybody else learns about our podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. See you next time on Kids These Days.